0: Friday, February 15th, 2013. You're listening to the VAP episode 178 Restoring a Dream.
1: This is RV Dream New Radio on the air here with uh, Tim Shepard, who is the author of Restoring a Dream, a brand new book. And he's also got some other things that he's doing that we'll talk about. Tim, nice to have you with us on RV Dream New Radio today.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to be here.
1: Tell us about uh, your new book. It's called Restoring a Dream, My F- My uh, Journey, Restoring a Vintage Airstream.
2: Exactly. Um, the book, I just finished up, uh, actually just publishing date for uh, January 2013. And it chronicles my life with uh, Airstreams. And it actually starts off in the book about me and my family uh, tent camping for the first time in the California Redwoods and how that turned out for us and why that brought the need to uh, actually have a trailer. And uh, I decided that investing in a, a new trailer wasn't something that we usually like to do with new things. We had like to test the waters, so we thought we'd get a used trailer, but used trailers didn't seem to be a good investment either because they were always run down and rusty. So uh, that kind of led me to airstream.
1: Right? Uh, why Airstream? Why? Why are you so taken by Airstreams?
2: Uh, the thing about Airstreams, besides their, you know being a, a, an American icon, is that uh, they stand the test of time uh, by the design and just by the way they look. And uh, not only that, they they with they they can hold their value or retain their value if, once they're restored. So uh, if you decide to spend uh, time, especially if you labor yourself. Um, to put the effort into uh, bringing one back, then uh, you not only have a nice trader to, to use, but you can actually uh, recover your cost or even actually uh, uh, turn a profit if you decide to sell it. But chances are if you uh, do a proper restoration, it's going to be something you're going to want to hang on to.
1: Right. So, so what is your, uh, I assume you have the ability to do that. Uh, what is your, uh, your skill? What's your background? What do you do for a living?
2: Actually, I'm, I work for a city government, and I'm an IT analyst. I do uh, computers and phones and stuff like that, but I've uh, always been kind of handy and don't mind learning new things. And really, you know, if you can uh, if you can do home kind of repairs, I think that uh, most people could probably do something like this. And Things you can't do, like uh, I, I don't do welding, so I went ahead and hired a, a local shop to do the welding work that I needed to do, um, but... Beyond that, uh, if there's something that you can't figure out yourself, there's always somebody you can lend
1: a hand. Right, like the old comedian said, if you don't know how to do it, you know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy to do it, right? <laughs> it's, That's right. So, so, so you does this book talk about how to restore uh, airstreams, or it talks more about how your experience in doing that?
2: It, it's mostly is my experience of restoring it and what I did, but I also talk about the different things you want to look for, like uh, the, the the this decision of picking an Airstream is kind of important because there's so many different models throughout the uh, many uh, decades that Airstream has been produced, so there's there's many things to consider. So I talk about uh, how to choose the right vintage Airstream for you, um, what things to consider when you're doing that as far as some models have uh, real wood, others uh, don't, um, the type of uh, uh, styling that are inside the trailers, and I uh, go through all the decades and then I carry on uh, beyond that is once you decide on which one is is where to find it you know it's, it's one thing to um, know what you're looking for but how do you uh, how do you find it so I talk about where to uh, look and then once you do find one inspection is a very important aspect uh, to know what you're getting into so I talk about how to inspect a trailer how they're an Airstream how they're built and um, I get some guidelines on, on when you're there, actually looking at the trailer, what to look out for so you're not caught, uh, blindsided on what what needs to be done. And uh, also what we call the recovery, recovery mission is bringing the trailer home. So I, I go into some detail on, on how to safely do that. And then once, once you do have the trailer, I go through all the different aspects from Subfloor repair, to frame repairs to lighting and all those sorts of things, um, and basically from that as- that aspect, the aspect is what I did to mine, and we'll give uh, give you some good uh, good pointers and good ideas to uh, when did you uh, restoration.
1: when did you restore your first one?
2: Uh, my first one, I actually did. I think it was two thousand two. Okay, yeah, that was a seventy three Safari, which is a twenty three foot trailer. Um, That was the first one we grabbed after uh, we did our tent camping trip. And it was a great trailer, but we just kind of outgrew it. Um, It was 23 foot, and we ended up having five people in our family. So we wanted to um, update to a larger one. And so we have now the book is about the 1960 ambassador, which is 28 foot. And uh, that one works out well for us.
1: Now you also, uh, before I get away from the book, uh, people listening to us right now, where can they get the book? Where can they buy it? Uh,
2: dream dot com. Okay. dream dot com will lead you to uh, the different ways because the book is available as a uh, initially as a paperback, of course. You can also get it on um, Amazon Kindle, uh, Barnes and Noble Nook, and the exciting one for us is the Apple iBook because that one has interactive photo galleries and a video of uh, interactions and photo interactions. Um, so that one's an exciting one. So you can right get you
1: it you that. have to you have to have a uh, Apple computer uh, uh, an iPad an iPhone. Uh, what do you have to have in order to see the iBook?
2: For the iBook, you have to have an iPad. For oh. some reason, it's iPad only, not not for the phone. But right. if you do have a phone, you can use the Kindle app and you can uh, read the Kindle version on your
1: iPhone. Oh, there's a Kindle book. Right, you can download that. You also have a um, podcast uh, that's strictly on. Uh the uh airstreams, right?
2: Yes, it's called the uh Vintage Airstream Podcast and it's located at the VAP dot com. That's uh V A P for Vintage Airstream Podcast. And we're coming up on our eighth year and uh we do a show two shows a month every other every other week. And basically we have a, a voicemail line that uh, people can call in, leave uh, their comments or questions about the show and we'll we play those shows, uh, those questions on the show rather, and uh, we answer them. And uh, usually, we can turn something into a topic uh, pretty readily. And um, we cover all aspects of uh, of restoration topics and repairs and experiences and that sort of thing. Like I said, we will coming up on our eighth year. We have uh, about 175 shows in our archive right now. They average about an hour long.
1: 175 shows—that's fantastic. So there you can get those off iTunes. Just you. Uh Uh, could also probably just do a search for them and and for airstream and you'd come up too huh
2: exactly yeah you can search in uh itunes for airstream or the vintage airstream podcast and you'll find us pretty easily
1: well and so so i assume you're at your house your office right now as we're talking uh you're not yeah Mm -hmm. you're when you're not on the road
2: no, not on the road. No, you know, I'm a regular guy who works a full-time job, but um, we do each travel as much as we can. This past year, last year, we did do 30, uh, 30 days, 30 nights on the road. We went from California to um, Florida, and uh, we had a great time.
1: Yeah, well, and, and it's, it, it is a wonderful experience, isn't it? And then you get to take your Airstream that you know every inch and nook and cranny about with you, too, huh?
2: Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the things I even mentioned in the book. Is one of the great benefits of restoring your trailer is that you are the ones who did all the work, so you can uh, readily repair it and uh, yeah. and make modifications. Because if you buy something newer that you don't really understand how it's put together, then you kind of have to rely on somebody else a lot of times to uh, do service work for you. So that's another great aspect of doing the work yourself.
1: Well, I I uh, saw the release on your new book, "Restoring a Dream." and I said, I want to make sure the world knows about this because here you are, the, you know, a lot of people talk about a lot of stuff, and you did it. You've got this podcast going. You learned how to do uh, your, um, uh, your iBook. You learned how to do your podcast. You've done all those things, and I, I want to tell you that the people listening right now, we should all support what you're doing. You were not just a talker. You, you were a doer at the same time. That been, is that your personality? Is that the way you've been all your life?
2: Yeah, you know, I've always kind of been that way. I, I, I get into something, I jump into it with both feet, and I've always kind of thought that if, if one man can do something, another one can. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's you know, it, it's a lot of work writing a book, um, right? And, but if it, it's if it's something you're passionate about, and uh, you know, any kind of topic really, then I, I just go for it.
1: So those people out there that are, you know, I when when I think about this, I think, well, great, Tim, I, you know good for you. I don't know that I could ever do this, but you can encourage people if they have a reasonable amount of of uh, acumen as far as home repairs and all that stuff is concerned, that anybody can do this if they sit down and go through the steps of doing it.
2: Exactly. Anybody can do it if they, if they put their mind to it. And, and specialty items, you know, then definitely you just need professional help on those aspects. And then uh, and, and you can also take your time. That's another really nice thing about going with the vintage trailers. You can take your time to do it. You can uh, do the upgrades and repairs as funds and time become available. You don't have to wait till it's all completely finished. A lot of times people take these out when they just have the safety items, the floor and the running gear and good tires and brakes. They take them out and use them as a aluminum tent.
1: Right, as they're, getting, as they're going, by the way, so it's a work in progress. That's right. So tell us one more time the website. We want to make sure, and we'll link to that on RV Dream as well so that people can come to it in the future. Uh, give us your website where you can get all the information about all your, your uh, the things you're doing.
2: Great. It's uh, restoringadream.com, and you can find it at Amazon also. Just look up Restoring a Dream.
1: Great, and we have your release on the front of RV Dream new radio as well. Thank you very much. We've enjoyed talking to you, and uh, good luck to you. And and, uh, let's all support Tim out there as he uh, heads down the road. Hope to see you on the road someday, Tim.
2: You too, Bob. Thank you.
1: Thanks for talking to us on RV Dream New Radio.
2: With two tons of aluminum hitched to his bumper, cruising down the Internet superhighway, the VAP is streaming right to your
3: ears. Vintage Airstream Podcast. And now your host for the Vintage Airstream Podcast, Tim Shepard.
1: in Illuminati.
0: Here we are back again, episode 178. I'm your host, Tim Shepard, and I have with me Colin Hyde. Welcome, Colin.
4: G'day, everybody. Coming to you again from beautiful downtown Peru, New York, where it is, oh, I don't know, right around freezing, maybe a little bit warmer. It's been pretty nice all week, actually, but it's uh, starting to cool down. I actually washed the truck today. Cool, huh?
0: Hey, I rode my bike to work the last two days, so it's nice, nice here, too. Yeah,
4: we, don't, we can't quite go that
0: far. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that little laughter you might hear in the background is Dave McCrostey, the editor of uh, Restoring a Dream, my book. And that's what the topic of the show is. So we thought we'd have Dave on. Welcome, Dave.
3: Hey, hey everybody. everybody. Yeah, he writes right <laughs> <writes> to <good. laughs> Well, I'm coming to you from Lake Norman, North Carolina, where it's about 38 degrees and dark. 38 degrees <laughs> and dark.
0: <laughs> there you go. Those kind of go hand in hand, I guess, huh? Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, we've had some pretty good weather here, so I can't complain too much. We've had some rain and stuff, but uh, no snow. No snow. That's a good thing.
0: We are uh, talking about my book, Restoring a Dream. And if, if people remember, back in episode 168, I kind of mentioned on the air that... Uh, uh I needed an editor to help. And uh Dave answered up and said that he had done that kind of work in the past and uh, volunteered his time to give me a hand. So uh that gave me the push I need to actually get get going on the book again and get her done. So I, I want to thank Dave. Well you're welcome,
3: Tim. I mean I, I think uh you know I like the story. I mean I got it in a raw format and I, I like the story. Um it was it was obviously very personal. Um you know uh, I like Parts and pieces of the story, obviously, the way that runs together and everything. uh,
0: uh, You know, you did a heck of a job. I appreciate that. One of the things about it was, you know, to tell. I was going to do, I first decided to do a book, um, and it was just going to be like, how to restore a trailer. Mm -hmm. And that's where I started. On the back of the book, there's this trailer 101 section. That was actually the beginning of the book. And I started writing this, and I think I sent it to Fred Caldwell, I believe. Hope I'm getting that right. And I said, hey, what do you think? And he said, eh, you know what? It's, uh, it's too basic for, it's too basic for people who know about trailers and it's too over the head of people who don't know anything about trailers. It's just, it's in this kind of weird in between kind of state. And, and, you know, and I thought, you know, that's, I, I, I've thought about it and I go, you know, it's not, it wasn't going the way I thought the way I wanted. So, that's kind of when I took a step backwards and kind of revamped it to say, okay, this is how I did my restoration, and I decided to write my story and then input and uh, in the, intertwine that uh, with a lot of things that we learned and uh, that I learned and talked about on the show over the years.
4: Yep, and well, he did a good what, job. Isn't that right. what they always say? right, about what you know.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
4: exactly. <laughs> Know about what you write. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know?
4: And you did. I mean, you know,
3: again, I mean, for me, any good book is about the story. And, you know, your story of the restoration of this trailer, you know, how you came by the, tra- the, uh, the safari and the c- conditions it was in. The, I mean, I, I really chuckled going through this book. Um, you know, the, the rescue mission, um, how to help people with a trailer. I mean, you know, purchasing a trailer and finding just the right. Uh, trailer to suit their needs is is it's all in there and it's and it's done very well. Um you know it just it needs a little polish on it. <laughs> when, yeah that
0: was that was true and you gave you gave me some great direction on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Tim. <laughs> yeah you know, it's one thing about writing a, a writing a book and then you go back through and and you, and, you know to self edit is not something that you I don't even know if you can even do it because you your mind puts in your words that you thought are written down, but they're just they're, those words aren't there. But you read it as and make it flow in your mind as the author. But when a different person comes in and and reads it, you know they they catch all those things. So it's it's really it, it, interesting.
3: It, exactly. I, I wrote technical documentation, uh, you know, back in a, in a former former job, and um, you know I learned at an early age, uh, two things that is you can't edit your own writing ever. And that you have to be an egoless writer. When you write stuff, you have to be able to throw it out there and let somebody else just tear it apart. And that makes, that makes it better, it makes it better, uh, better writing. Uh, and it makes for a better story all in all. And usually it's not what you put in, it's what you take out, you know, it makes for a better story, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we got some pretty raw material, but I mean, to me, the hardest part of of editing this book, because it is a vanity press sort of a book, is to, was to edit it enough, but to hear it in your voice, you know, because I've listened to the VAP now for four or five years, and, uh, you know, I know how you talk and how you tell a story and stuff like that, and I imagine that people who are purchasing this book, they want to hear you come through the whole story.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope so. And that's probably why it was important to have somebody, um, you know, like you, who's familiar with me or the show and definitely familiar with Airstreams to help edit this book uh, because, you know, just just hiring some kind of editor off, you know, out of the blue who wouldn't know anything about trailers and stuff, things would uh, go right past them that you could catch. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, as I read it, as I read the finished product, I'm still editing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean,
4: that's the beauty of this form of book. It can be continually edited. Yeah,
0: yeah. Sure. yeah. In fact, the the e the e book versions because this book is available as a Kindle, Barnes and Noble Nook, and uh, Apple iTunes uh, for the iPad. And uh, yeah, I, I I as I see mis- errors and mistakes and things, you know. And in fact, the paper book has gone under one quick revision. Uh, with a lot of, uh, you know, just, just typos and things corrected. No, Nothing meaningful, nothing story-changing or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a print-on-demand type of book where uh, it's kind of neat because you, you know you either order it from me or uh, at restoringadream.com or Amazon, and if you have Prime, Amazon will print the book and ship it, and you'll have it in two days. I mean, that's just kind of amazing.
3: That
4: is awesome. Yeah. That's really something else. So just... Does- Mine says, in my signed copy says, first printing, January 2013. Yeah. Does that mean uh, these other ones would be like a second printing?
0: Um, no, they're not changing that uh, date each time they're printed. Um, I just did that, so if I do do like a revision, like a add another chapter or, you know, really kind of change. It comes down to, I guess, in the industry where if you start changing the the size of the book, like the number of pages and things like that, then you really need to do uh, a new um, uh, ISBN number and, you know, those kinds of things where it actually becomes a new book, you know, make me a new version, revision. But uh, I I just put that in there so people would know when it came out. Yeah. So,
4: what is the process that you go through? You know, like, I understand, you know, you're going to sit down and you're going to type something out. But from the point of view dreaming this up, what's in between you writing a whole bunch of stuff down and something being in a paperback or, uh, or whatever other format? What's the process here? There's got to be, a, you know, and, how, and not only that, how did you learn it?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, for me, you know, I'm I'm very uh, geeky, technical wise, and for me, it's no all way. It's, it's all about the <laughs> it's all about the toys, the tools. Um, so I, I stumbled across this application that was it was for Macintoshes only, uh, but now they've expanded to Windows, and the application is called Scrivener. And Scrivener is for for writers, but the unique thing about the way Scrivener is is the way it, you write. Because most people, they'll just open a Word document or you know just which is just like a linear format where you'll just open a big page and you'll just start typing. Mm-hmm. And your mind doesn't always think that way. Your mind might think one day you might think about like, the recovery part or um, how we were bidding on it on eBay on the Ambassador. Just whatever your mode is in. Well, Scrivener lets you write depending on, you know, how you, what you, what your thought processes are that day. And the way it does it is like the whole left side of the application screen, it develops almost like you'd say like little folders or whatnot. And, um, you just create these little, uh, I, we'll just call them folders, and then you you can type in like almost they become chapters toward the end, and you can just type in whatever parts you want, and then um, you can actually drag those, move them around. You can view them as a as like a index cards, and you can like drag these index cards around to reorder them the way you want. Like I was imagine- originally mentioned, is the trailer one hundred and one section was the beginning. Kind of a really different book that that I ended up doing, and instead of just throwing that out, um I went ahead and I just kind of drug it to the bottom of the book and then uh then I kind of blended it in as the as the final product progressed so um yeah, like I said, for me, it was really the tool. I started the book in uh, let's see august of let's see it' was thirteen twelve august of of twenty eleven And I wrote, you know, several different parts. And like I said, I sent part of it off to to Fred. And then um, after his comments, which, you know, like like, uh, Dave was just mentioning, you know, you really got to have a tough skin on this kind of stuff. And I was really Mm -hmm. grateful getting accurate information. I didn't want somebody to come back and say, oh, it's great, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and it's not great.
3: I don't think I did that, Tim.
0: No, you didn't. He did not
3: he talk to me for months, Colin. I'm telling
0: you. I know. You. <laughs> Quit communicating. That's right. <laughs> uh, but I was really grateful that Fred didn't. You know, that was really key to help help drive yeah. the uh, the direction of the, of the of the final product. So, um, uh, it, the application allowed me to write what I felt like writing and and manipulate the the data, the writing in such a way as uh, to make the book you know come out the way it did. So that was kind of the process. um and then working with Dave kind of helped me realize that, that, you know, it just couldn't be a bunch of stories. They had to flow together.
3: Exactly. They
0: had yeah. to, yeah, it had to flow. So, I, I mean, I had to rewrite parts to make one chapter kind of blend into the next, if that makes sense.
3: It does. The story right. has to flow the characters have to develop, and even though, in this case, your character, your main character was, was the ambassador, was a 1960 ambassador. By the way, Tim, I, I wanted to tell you, and I want to mention this, is it, that Deborah did a phenomenal job with these pictures. Um,
4: no no you know, kidding.
3: kidding. I'm telling you. Isn't that something, Colin? She ought to be a oh, professional. Yeah. She's not. I don't know. No. But they are very, very, very nice. I, I love your pictures. And uh, the next printing, everything's got to be in color.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'll have to do a color <laughs> but, version of but it, But sure. check
4: out the color, the cover. Yeah. I know, I know. The, I can see the dream in your look.
0: The funny yeah. part about the cover is that's we were driving through the Grand Tetons um, on one of our trips, and we had this perfect roadside where nobody else was around, and the trailer is just reflecting the Tetons, you know, yep. off the side of the trailer. And I was just standing in the front of the trailer looking at the camera, Take my picture. Hurry up. You know, kids are in the car waiting because I just, I pulled over for the photo op. And, you know, she's like, no, you can't look at me. Look at the, look at the Tetons. And I'm like, oh, that's just silly. Just take a picture. No, you need to, you need to look up there. And I'm like, okay, fine. And I made, I was making fun of her doing it this way. I was going, fine, look. Duh. And she snapped the picture.
3: (laughs) You know, that's the best way, man. Yeah. Uh, You know, and here's something funny is that, um, i've actually i used to live in idaho and i backpacked in the tetons regularly and uh you know the saddles between the mountains there have actually crossed from wyoming into idaho and just uh, that brought back a lot of memories for me tim
0: yeah yeah i mean it's uh it's quite a sight for sure yeah, but that's... uh the picture like i said we were i was kind of having fun with her about it but it it turned out great for you know for a picture and for the book it was even the picture was i mean published it was printed in a Catalog for a company that sells the coat I'm wearing. Yeah,
3: you know, I was going to ask you about that coat. Is that one of those things with like a million
4: pockets at all? rest Yes,
0: the- yes, it is. It's a Scotty vest.
4: <laughs> is that like yeah. a geek coat? That you a can ge- it is. Kyle. Everything in there.
0: Yes, it's a geek coat. It has little <laughs> channels in there for your wires, for your headphones, <laughs> and little special pockets for your phone and cameras and all that stuff. Exactly. And they published that picture in one of their catalogs.
3: The, the hat has a headset that drops down that it, you know, <laughs> can't see. <sit. laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh, <I'm tired. laughs> yeah.
0: But, but uh, uh yeah so yeah, that was, you know, like the main picture for the book. But uh the beginning of most of the chapters, uh in the first picture you see when you inside, those are pictures that she took during our trip and she uses her iPhone with a number of um applications that allowed her to uh play with the photos and manipulate them and post them and you know like she really enjoys that and she's come quite good at it she has actually a number of people who um on her online uh social networks that are really into her pictures because of the trailer Yeah, you know, they want to see more pictures of the airstream oh the airstream is great you're such lucky to have a, such a nice caravan and she asked me what's a caravan <laughs>
3: Caravan. caravan. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah well
3: I, I don't know man you I, I i look at this polish work that you did and uh you know, I look at this old trailer that I'm sitting in right now, and I think this thing's never going to get polished like
0: that. Oh, no. <laughs> chapter seven, you already read chapter,
3: it. <laughs> chapter eight, maiden voyage. <laughs> chapter seven, you know, and here's where the engineer comes out. And you to page two hundred two, where you got that little map of each spot for where the cyclo is on the fleece. Now that, yeah, that's tight. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Hey, you got to inch, got to get every square use out of that fleece as you can.
4: You did good. Uh.
0: Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs>
4: Dave, yeah. you know, your your, your trailer's clear coated, and it was re clear coated some years ago. I'm not sure when, but not that long ago. Well,
3: you know, Colin, you're right. And uh, I actually called the fellas that did it up in Ohio, real nice folks. And uh, they said, and we didn't think it was that long ago, but I said, uh, you know, I've got a little sticker on the window. And he said, well, he said, we quit putting the stickers on there about 15 years ago. <laughs> you know? So it's starting to get uh, what Rob used to call that male pattern, uh, the uh, male, the Airstream pattern baldness. And right. uh, uh, so uh, I found that you can actually buy a little spray bomb of the same stuff that Airstream makes. It's outrageously expensive and sort of, you know, spray, spray that and stop it and stop any kind of phylloform form uh, corrosion in it. So uh, I haven't done that yet. <laughs>
4: yeah you're, you're gonna spray on some strippers uh or uh yeah. brush it on and strip it and then polish it and and you'll you'll be amazed
0: then you'll drive to the tetons and take a picture
4: that's exactly. right exactly and i'll go on to cover
3: the next one because i got a hat just like that tim with the headset <laughs> <dropped> the <laughs> antenna
0: there up. you go <laughs> there you go that's right well i got a different hat in the back we took yeah. that we took that picture for the for Colin's uh newspaper article he was he was doing that at the time we were in um uh, yes, where were we we were in uh, roswell new mexico and yeah. Colin, oh, yeah. Colin said, "Oh, I need a picture quick so uh, we went out and took that that 's in roswell and that that 's a neat uh airstream or uh Campground because if you park there in a tri- in an Airstream, they give you a T-shirt. And the unique thing about their T-shirt is it's their logo is a, an Airstream with an alien, a green alien, because uh, the Airstreams in black and white. And then there's a green alien popping out of the what's the, what do you call that hatch to the top? Was it the Wally hatch?
4: Astrodome. It's the Astrodome.
0: It's the one that yeah. Wally climbed out of, though.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, the Wally hatch. The Wally sure. hatch.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they give you a free shirt, you know, if you're there in an Airstream. So
3: have to get out there. Yeah. Um you know, but I do like it. My mom my wife is is from the south. She calls that a cow pie hat, the one you got on there too. <laughs> I have a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> really? know, I th- I think I think we're all three of us about the same amount of hirsuteness, you know. I haven't got a heck of a lot on the top there either, so I wear hats.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a hat guy for sure, and you can oh, see yeah. that on the back cover too. Why in that one when I'm cutting the aluminum there, you can see why I wear a hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. In yeah. fact, I'll, I'll let you in on a secret. If you go through these photos, you can see my uh, my weight loss progress. <laughs>
3: I saw that, too. That's pretty awesome, man. It really is. It's like, okay, so you buy an Airstream, you lay out, what did you say here, about $83,000, and you, too, can lose 20 or 30 pounds.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I decided to kind of put the book out in where it's it's, it, it's about, uh, the first part is kind of my story on why why I decided to uh, go with an Airstream, and then I, I go into uh, Chapter 3. It's on Choosing. Why I decided to choose an Airstream, and I was after getting ribbed by Colin and Rob on the show, pretty bad. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> and, and we
4: really thought he was joking.
0: You did? Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We thought he was joking.
0: <laughs>
4: oh, Trying to go new, and I was like, "What? Nah."
0: Oh, no, the Ambassador was already on eBay, almost gone. I only had a couple of days left at that point. Or the uh, Safari, I rather who was already on eBay. Yeah. So you know,
4: yeah and then at the at the end of the the bidding i think on the uh uh ambassador i think i was at rob's rally in central new york when we're was- chatting you know on the cell phone in the in in the field and you know tim's like well what should i go up to you know what do you think and all this stuff I said, well when are you going to find another one is this the one you want
0: yeah is this going to you know. suit you yeah Da-da-da-da. It's Kind of scary, man. Buying something like oh. that, you know, especially like I kind of warned that in the book, you know, don't do what I did. Don't buy it without looking at it.
3: Yeah, sight unseen and all that. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, my my favorite uh, my favorite part of that story was the uh, dinette, <laughs> you know, a piece of yeah, with know. A cloth laid over. <laughs> that's yeah. that's just so typical, though, you know.
4: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, it was, yeah, it was an unpolished it's... turd. It was
3: an unpolished <laughs> turd. <Yeah. laughs> that's true. Right, I love colin's answer to everything. Hey, we can fix anything. It can be don't done. It can be all done. week.
0: they <laughs> all do this. It can be that We see that a lot.
3: <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. You know what, Tim? They're probably sitting there drinking beer and betting each other how high they could get you to go
4: on <laughs> the <laughs> bet on this
0: thing. Yeah, yeah. I heard a lot of laughing when I when it was over. <laughs> well, so. we were
4: kind of taken aback. It actually happened while we were there. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> hey, okay, the fun begins.
0: My only mistake was not recording that conversation for the show. That yeah.
3: Was, it would have been a great one. So, Tim, let me ask you, what was your favorite part of the book?
0: Uh, My favorite part of the book is probably telling our personal part of the story. Um, You know, that's because I was just kind of able to freely write, and not have to be so uh, specific and technical. But... Um, yeah, I mean, and and it just kind of it was kind of hard though to go back and remember all those details. I had to kind of interview my dad and and go over my blog, and that was a, and that's another thing I talk about in the book is um, documenting your work, but not only for uh, uh, to prove that the work was done, um, but we talk about it all the time the difference between a polished turd and a properly restored trailer is documentation. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, keeping a blog it, w- it really helped me because I and I, I was, of course I've been showing my book around everybody who listened to me and
3: <laughs> No way. And, By the way, there's a copy of this book on my table in my office. So if anybody's sitting in my reception area, this is the only thing on the table. <laughs> they have no choice but to look, look at, at it. it. There
0: you go. Yeah. And,
3: cool. they, and they they come out and and they say, gosh, this is a fascinating book. I said, well, $25, I'll give you a copy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're marking it up. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I I think I lost my train of thought there. I was oh, um, what was I thinking? I was showing people at work who would listen, and
4: and there weren't any. And there weren't any.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they wanted to know why do I have pictures of myself doing a restoration? They said, "Did you were you going to write a book?" You know, back f- five years ago. I'm like, no. They said, "Well, that's kind of strange that you have picture of uh, pictures of you actually laying the floor and you actually." You know uh, taking a picture of an old piece of busted up plywood, and I said, "Well, that's because I blocked it all. you know I mean, I had never thought about writing a book, but ha- having that all those pictures in the blog, and of course, you know my main picture they were taken because of the blog, but I had the original photos as well um, having all that just lend itself re- you know really easy to uh to be able to turn that into a book So
4: The other idea. part of it is you actually did it. Yes. Yeah, you, exactly. you weren't like a model saying, "See, this is how you do this."
0: Right, right. I've no, Yeah, yes, <laughs> that's, that's true. With my hands right. in the uh, cookie jar, there.
4: You know, I I've done a, a fair a
3: fair amount of motorcycle restoration, kind of fiddle fiddle fooling around with them for a long time, and I got you one. know, yeah, I know you do. And hey, how's it running? <laughs> Runs great. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. <laughs> it's it 's a, a, a private joke tim
0: <laughs> yeah i I try to steer clear of those here all for all these years
3: <laughs> anyways, you know what we used to do i mean you take one of these things apart and you get, you get fairly intricate with little pieces and parts and stuff like that, and i'd put them in baggies and I'd label them and I'd do exactly the same things you do in the restoration process with the airstream i mean uh, at one point, I had a bench that was probably i don't know 15 feet long and i'd start at one end taking engine parts apart and just lay it all out as i was doing it you know and uh good you know we didn't have digital cameras at the time i mean you had polaroids but they took forever (laughs) and uh, you know i i i I did one uh old triumph motorcycle and i got the whole thing put back together and uh i had uh, they have a series of um cylinder bolts, and I won't go into this in a lot of detail, cylinder nuts and bolts that hold the cylinders onto the cases, and I inadvertently dropped one inside the case, uh, you know, a tiny little um, nut, and, uh, you know, I, I must have pushed it in there while I was working on something. Anyways, I put it in the wrong place. Um, when I fired the bike up, I think it took less than 30 seconds to destroy the, all the work I had done for the previous six months. So, oh. Care in these little parts and pieces is paramount when you take anything apart like this. Knowing where it is, knowing how to put it back together again correctly. You know, um, after that, I didn't make that same. That's one. That's a mistake you make once.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and, and you you're better because of it. Sometimes we get better because of those mistakes. We learn from no, uh, I was a
3: lot more focused. <laughs> <laughs> about, sure. A lot more focused. I mean <laughs> <laughs> it was astounding. Oh my. But um I, got, I have to say, my favorite part of your book was uh, the story of your dad and the recovery mission. Um, and only because on a personal level, I wish I'd have had that opportunity. My dad's passed away. I wish I'd have had that opportunity to do something like that with him. So um, I thought that that part of the book sort of uh, brings everything else together uh, as far as the story goes. And it's an excellent story. You know, it's an excellent uh, few chapters there
0: yeah thanks i appreciate that yeah i mean he was he, he st- he's still around luckily he'll be listening to the show tomorrow like i said yes. he he doesn't have a trailer but he's listened to every show <laughs> since the beginning <laughs> and um yeah he helped me uh he was with us when we got the safari that was local um mm-hmm. and then he was with me when i went to look at the uh Trailer in uh, El Paso that we had to just leave there. <laughs> that
3: was my other favorite part of the book, too. That was so oh,
0: twelve hundred twelve hundred mile drive just to look at it for five minutes and say, uh-uh. uh-huh. yeah. uh huh.
3: Well, the, the salesman. I mean, I I lived uh, in the Dallas area for a number of years, and I'll tell you, I just when you were, I could see that guy in my mind with the cowboy boots and the the hubcap belt buckle and all the
0: rest right. of it, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Yep.
3: And uh oh my. You know. But uh, now twelve hundred miles, Colin, don't you do that on a regular basis, like once a week, twice a week, something like that?
4: Well yeah, not quite that often, but uh yeah, I've I've never driven away from one and I probably should have. Um but I always figure there's a, you know there's a way to fix it or, or use it as parts or something and but I hear you you know when you go in expecting one thing and it's and it's not and you know there's a lot of money too I mean generally I'm buying things that are lower end typically because I know they need everything and if you're spending a lot of money and and it ends up needing everything that's pretty depressing that hurts yeah yeah.
0: yeah. my intention was that we were I was going to pick this thing up and start using it you know but, yeah uh, wasn't the case at all so yeah had to walk away.
3: Yeah, yeah I I'm, I'm finding more and more that's the exception rather than the rule, you know, especially with an older trailer. Um, you know, and, and I mean I I I know the mantra, they all leak. <laughs> They're all going to need floor replacement. I don't care how good you think it is, you know, you're going to have to do some major work to a to a trailer that's 20, 25, 30 years old. And uh, you know, what you can do though is get a copy of this book and read through it and understand what you are facing before you lay down your hard-earned money. And I think you've done a great job in in providing that information to, to a novice. Um, you know, a lot of people out there are exactly in the same boat where they say, hey, I'm going to go buy one of these things. I'm gonna, it's only $2,500, and the uh, previous owner says everything worked whenever, and, uh, you know, all the above, all the, all the stuff that you've talked about over the years in the show, but you know, and then they get there and are ultimately disappointed. And then, uh, you may have possibly a very nice example of a potential trailer sitting in some places rotting in a field right. because people lose interest. So they realize there's the work is overwhelming, but the book really lays out what, uh, you know when you go hunting for one of these things, what to look for, um, how to how to check it out, uh, you know, and how to do a lot of the uh, a lot of the repairs that these things need to be done. Uh, you know, after you bought it, after you laid out your money.
2: Yeah,
0: and
3: uh, it's important.
0: Yeah, let me go. I'll just read off like the chapter titles here because uh, I I kind of decided to break it down into uh, choosing. Why would you choose a vintage trailer? And then I talk about the different things to think about. I mean, we talked about a lot of these, you know, how to avoid the polished turd, choosing by era, mm-hmm. visit rallies so that you can actually physically walk in. Because it's a lot different walking in and looking at this thing than looking at, tr- at pictures on the Internet.
4: Yes. You know? Oh, yeah. Yes.
0: It makes a big difference. The sights and the sounds and the smells. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um and then chapter 4 continues on with trailer inspections I talk about and this all the stuff we did on the show the last what 175 episodes we talk about uh, the how the trailer is semi-monocoque design, how it's built how they leak and appliances and how to you know investigate the skin and what to look out for and then Chapter 5 is the recovery mission. And I and I get back into my story. I, I intertwine my story with, you know, tips and things that you need to consider when you're doing your own. Um, and so in Chapter 5 talks about when I bought brought, uh, bought the trailer. That's what, when I was on the phone with Colin when they were at the rally, the, what Colin was just alluding to earlier. And then the story of uh, us picking it up and, uh, and actually going through it. Because I kind of, you know, that's when I got to do my faux inspection because... Uh, i didn 't get to look at it until I drove out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in Ivan California, and the trailer uh, that I bought was in ohio mm-hmm. It in Kerry Ohio, so that was uh twenty four hundred miles away and you know it's it worked out well as as we know but uh it was kind of fun because we got to camp the first night in my uh, ambassador uh in at the uh airstream campground at the terrorport
3: <laughs> you know, know i i 'm just uh thinking uh, two of the funniest shows that uh that i heard personally were the ones were both rob recovery mission shows the one where he or where, where the key was a thousand miles away or something like that yeah middle of the night <laughs> you know, I couldn't get into the thing yeah and uh and the other one was uh was that the one where his where his little guy got a grease all over him? And yeah, I think that
0: was a two-parter, yeah. He, they went back the next day, and his him and his wife and family were going to go drop the trailer off real quick and then go on to a family event, and then the wheel fell off, and then Colin had to go out and, and try and save yeah, him.
4: Yeah, well, I had to drive, like, I don't know, 120 miles?
0: Yeah, and then his <laughs> And then one of his boys got into the wheel-bearing grease in the back seat and got all over his new uh, school clothes or something like that.
3: Oh, man, I'm telling you guys, I had to yeah. pull over. I was laughing so hard at that yeah. one. Yeah, glad. yeah. <laughs> so, because we've all been there. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah.
0: Yep. Rob, uh, more than most. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. the other one was a Rob story, too, with the snakes, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, when I was reading through that uh you know that when you were at the terraport the first night with your ambassador, I kept thinking, "My God, is he not listened to that thing in a while or what?" <laughs> I don't know if I'd stay in a trailer without making sure it was critter free, right? Or at least some, right. You know, some critter free. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, so that was a fun. That was a fun time actually. Um, and then next chapter six is the restoration, and then I talk about planning and the different types of restorations and common problems that you'll run into. And then I go right into how I how I took care of my issues from the uh, frame repairs to weatherproofing to the woodwork and plumbing and the and uh, tanks, adding the gray tank and uh, replacing the other two tanks and the failure of repairing my fiberglass tank. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good too. Yeah,
3: uh, it's always good to chuckle when somebody else is getting it all
0: over them, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Chapter 7 we talked about is the, the polishing and uh, the, how to polish and the different tools and, and the techniques and then, the, of course, the maiden voyage, Chapter 8 with my final restoration thoughts and some photos. And then uh, Chapter 9 almost didn't happen. Chapter 9 was listeners' questions, and I went through the show and I just listened to different Q&A questions that seemed to come up from time to time, and I decided to put those in the book. And, and we almost, uh, I consider taking those out. Me and Dave had a conversation about that.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll tell you, Tim, I'm glad you left it in. We cleaned it up and it, and it looks good. Um, I just, uh, you know, I would, I was reading that tonight. In fact, and I thought, you know, we should encourage people. Look, you know, you've got some of these, some of the questions you're, they are just touching on high spots, but you know, call into the VAP, ask the questions. Um, there's, there's no dumb questions and probably none that, colin hasn't heard before or you haven't heard before and uh you know but if you're out there and, and you you have an issue read through the book and it, and it creates more questions well that's that's why the vaps here yeah. you know it's a it's a great venue for uh for assistance in uh, in reconstructing these these wonderful old travel trailers
4: and we're continually learning as well which is also you know we may be ahead of many beginners obviously but we're still learning every step of the way yeah. Better and fancier ways and uh, easier ways or cheaper ways or whatever, ways to do specific tasks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Colin's revising some of his uh ideas. I know on axles for sure. He's he's leaning toward uh putting torsion axles on everything. That, yeah. Yeah.
3: It makes sense. I mean, you know, Colin put new axles and running gear on this one after he balanced it. And uh <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, I mean, this thing, this thing's great. I mean, I, I, I tow this trailer with a, with a Tahoe and it is, it's a very comfortable tow. I've never uh, towed anything that was, uh, that was as well behaved as, as this Airstream. And, uh, you know, I've towed my boat and motorcycles rarely. I've never admit that to anybody ever towed a motorcycle, but, uh, I have, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> a trailer queen? I've pushed, pushed a few, too. No, no trailer queens, Colin. I mean, you know, but I, I have pushed a few as well, so, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um Oh, boy. This is this ought to be the uh, the antique motorcycle show. I could really tell you guys some stories, but we'll <laughs> go
0: there. Start, start a podcast. We'll tune in.
3: Not a bad idea. Yeah. Get some sponsors. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. yeah. You're good at that. I
0: have to say that. <laughs> Well, you know, speaking of sponsors, uh, the VAP is the proud sponsor of the Vintage um, Trailer. Uh, academy this year which is going to be in uh, albuquerque new mexico and it's uh, the dates are may 2nd through may 5th and actually just before you guys came on i interviewed uh, one of the um, uh, organizers for that show her name is linda and uh, she came on and we did a little talk about that event so we're going to play that right after um, we finish up here and you know, if you haven't bought a book, go buy a book. But if you don't want to go buy one, go to the rally and uh, get a raffle ticket. Because I did, I sent two uh, autographed books and two CD DVD sets, the last 175 shows, and two VAP stickers. And they're going to be uh, raffling those off as well as other uh, prizes at their uh, rally at the Vintage Trailer Academy. And you can find out at the com. Uh, how to get to go there. So there's a way to get the book. But if you just don't want to go there and buy one, or uh, try and win one, you can always buy it at uh, restoringadream.com. Uh, it's on Amazon. And uh, it's available for the Kindle and iBook and the Nook. So I think we got them all covered. I
4: think you did. Yeah. I, uh... So is there plans for something else?
0: I'm considering that, you know. Now I, got, now I know how, the ins and outs of... Uh, Writing a book. I was thinking about some other stuff, but uh, maybe. Uh, next
3: interview. Uh, next interview, Colin. He's going to be there with a pipe and a smoking jack and a fire and a dog, you know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'll, well, I'll just, go
0: I was just going to say I'll bring a stack of books and go to the local Barnes and Nobles and do my own book signing. Out front. Yeah, outside. Outside. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's okay.
3: <laughs> really, they'll be chasing. you. Who is this guy out hey. here with the card table?
0: <laughs>
4: that's right. Yeah. Do you have a permit for that?
0: Yeah, that's right. Really? There you go.
3: Got a Maxwell House can in the corner of the card table.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Please
0: don't do it every map. Friday. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Frid- go, yeah. Fridays are available. They're for so,
3: so, so Tim, I, 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 you know, just I just have to ask. So, are you going to the Vintage Academy? Are you going to Boondock, or is it full hookups? Or
0: no, I. You like know, I, I. I. There are sixteen hours for me, and I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about. it. I am going. Actually, I'm going to do. Yes. Sixteen You're hours. Do it? No, I. I don't know. It's. Yeah, you should. I know it would be fine. It would be. fine. Yeah,
3: Colin comes down here. I've been
4: up there. Heck, it's longer than that for us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And
4: and we got snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's three days for me to get to Sarasota. Is there you right? go. Yeah, yeah, but he yeah, can it's stay. Exactly.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's a long way. I mean, you, uh, Colin says he's in upstate New York, but really is he's in southern Canada. <laughs>
4: you know? No, I'm actually further north than southern Canada. <laughs> you know? S- southern Canada is like London, Ontario or something. Oh, yeah. I'm much further north than that.
0: Well, I'll tell you what I am doing. I'm, I'm going to be, uh, a, I guess I can say this, I'm going to be a speaker for the Region 8 rally in uh, April 27th. Awesome. Awesome. Um, we're going to do it via the Internet somehow, but uh, they want me to do a presentation about the book and um, for their their attendees there, so i got to start working on that.
4: Well, you could just play this show.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Put some speakers up and push play. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a little more effort into it than that, perhaps. But uh, a week before that, I'm going to a local um, forums rally, so uh, that'll be fun. All right, but uh, I know I'm
3: doing the Carol uh, Carol Lumalina. That's a hard one to say. Um, I think this is in March, March 13th, 14th here in the uh, in North Carolina. But we're on the forums and stuff, and it's a, it's a good little rally for Carolina folks. You didn't mind the plug there, did you, Tim?
0: No, oh, of course <laughs> not. No, no, never. <laughs> yeah, so look for that in the rally to uh, get hooked up to go there.
3: Yes, absolutely. Okay, uh, I'm going to be there. I'm, I will bring four or five books you know, see if we can sell them.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll hook you up with some books. Awesome. Awesome. For sure.
3: I'll, I'll put this on my podcast and I'll put the speakers outside. Anybody comes near my trailer, I'm going to say, Hey, sit here and listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: you go. <laughs> All right, guys. So I think we'll wind it up. Cause I do have, uh, the little, uh, talk with, uh, Linda to play. But then right after that, I want to play I was actually interviewed this past week so I was on the opposite side of the microphone. Usually I'm the uh, uh, the host, the dry host, but this time I was the <laughs> being interviewed um by uh, uh RV Dream New Radio. And uh, so that was an interesting, interesting experience. Bob Hamilton uh, did that. He's at uh, newradio.com, and uh, he he said I could go ahead and replay that. So I'm going to replay that at the uh, end of the show. So we have uh, another couple of little segments to go, but I appreciate uh, you guys for being on, and of course, Dave, appreciate your help with the book. It was uh, integral to getting it done and uh, pushed me in di- many different angles to uh, to finally get that finalized. So... one thing I always and I read about authors is you always find something else that needs to be done Oh yeah. Uh, so if, if you have a lot of honeydews that aren't getting done, start writing a book because you will put off writing the book, you know, just <laughs> for any reason whatsoever. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. So. Yeah, I know. My book's got about a page and a half done. I started ten
4: years ago. You know, I'll get there.
0: Yeah, get there. Get <laughs> my
4: there. novel. <laughs> my, my my book has a page and a half less than that done. <laughs> Colin's still thinking about it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you
0: go. All right, guys. I appreciate both of you for being on, and uh, we will catch everybody. Uh, well, stay tuned. I'm going to play those interviews next. All
4: right. All right. Good night, all. All right. Thank you. Good night, everybody.
0: All right. I'd like to welcome to the show tonight Linda Polk. She is one of the uh, many organizers for the Vintage Trailer Academy, which the VAP is a proud sponsor of this year for the uh, 2013 Vintage Trailer Academy. So, welcome, Linda. Thank
5: you very much, Tim. I'm happy to be here.
0: Uh, let's see. This year, let's get the dates out there first thing. It's going to be uh, May 2nd through May 5th. This is 2013 um, for the Vintage Trailer Academy out there in Albuquerque, New Mexico. What What is the uh, What is a Vintage Trailer Academy?
5: Well, the Vintage Trailer Academy this year is brand new. Being the Vintage Trailer Academy. We started um, a little ragtag team about six years ago as a restoration rally. So um, the team has now figured out that we are so much more than a restoration rally. We um, are doing potlucks and out touring. We're rolling up our sleeves. We're getting dirty down in the dirt under rigs. We're doing axles. We're doing fantastic van installations. Perfect. So this year we went from taking it from a restoration rally status to giving it really the status it deserves, which is, um, an event that you cannot find anywhere else in the country. Again, you're rolling up your sleeves, you're learning these things, you're bucking riveting, uh, curtains, upholstery, solar, electrical. Um, so we really focus on the hardcore trailer things.
0: Well, it's exciting. Cause you know, I don't normally think of a rally as actually learning how to, you know, do do my work on it. This is a wonderful idea. How, how many years has uh, has this group got together? And I guess is is this the first year it's being called the Academy?
5: Well, yeah, it's the first year it's being called the Vintage Trailer Academy. Again, we're taking it up, stepping it up a level. Um, it's been in operation for uh, six years, and it's just a great hands-on. Um, it's an event that six years ago or seven years ago, when we brought home Pearl our uh, 54 Flying Cloud and towed it home, and then we said, now what? And I happened to go on com, which is a wonderful community, and we found the very first restoration rally called up. We were able to get in. This was a rally for me as a woman. I mean, I learned buck and ribbing, uh with all the other guys and gals there and learned the tools that are needed and the um, talents and Um, where you begin because you bring home this gem that is in desperate need of repair and you're not really sure where to begin. So we now know where to begin and that's the Vintage Trailer Academy.
0: That sounds wonderful. Now, is there a set uh, schedule to different like classes that I'm going to be able to pick and choose from?
5: Yeah, absolutely. We will have a list of questions. Um, This year it's everything again from solar to electrical, to uh, the software we call it, which is your interior curtains and upholstery, um, axles. um, And these will be going on, some some of them simultaneously, some are classroom seminars where you sit there and you ask your questions, and then you actually go out in the field right outside and start to put some of your knowledge to work.
0: Now, what if my trailer is way too poor a condition to even make it to the Vintage Trailer Academy? Can I still come?
5: Absolutely, you can come. We've had some people come in what we refer to as an aluminum tent. Um, They had nothing inside, but they wanted to bring it along. So um, as long as it's roadworthy, bring it along. If not, we have uh, some local camp uh, hotels nearby that are 10, 15 minutes away. And uh, either way, whether you come towing your rig or you come and check into a hotel, you're still going to be in the middle of the action and uh, benefit from this academy. Uh,
0: Now, how many trailers do you expect to be there? How many people?
5: Well, we have a site for 100, and uh, that's full hookups. And so we're starting to get filled up. But surprisingly, Tim, we're getting a lot of people that are flying in from around the country um, and staying in local hotels. Either time is a constraint so they can't tow or um, their rig is not roadworthy so they fly into a hotel and uh, about a third of the people so far that have signed up will be flying in.
0: Now some of the classes here are going to be on floor replacement, uh, rivets, um, sewing, like you said, on the soft goods and windows. Now who who's going to be teaching these uh, different topics?
5: Well, yeah. We've got um, some partners that come back every year. We have Susan Teagues who comes and does a wonderful upholstery and curtains. Um, Uwe Selwender, who is one of our major sponsors, he's with Area 63 Productions, a, a premier airstream restore in Southern California. He is going to be leading the floor replacement. So we're going to be pulling out bad plywood floor and putting in a good subfloor, which is a good place to begin when you're uh, working on some of these vintage beauties. Um, Jim Polk will be there. He'll be offering a seminar on vintage trailer valuation. If you're looking to buy if you're looking to sell, how much is your treasure worth? Uh, Windows, we have Ed Frank coming down to do a great uh, presentation on 50s windows. A fantastic vent installation. Uh, Polishing, we have LeVon Register coming up. He's a master polisher and a comedian to boot, so he always makes the class real fun. Electrical plumbing. We have Steve Bittner coming, who is a great cabinet maker and Zolotone. As you know, some of these vintage beauties we had the, in the 60s is Zolotone. So he's going to show you how to put that down and make it look like a professional. So um, we've got a lot of good people that are involved in this academy.
0: It sounds really exciting. But I, I did want to point out that we're. It's not just going to be listening to a lecture. It's right. It's going to be more than that.
5: Right. It's if you there are some classroom seminars you're going to be sitting in, and they're maybe an hour long, if that. Um, but also you're going to get outside and get some hands-on training. Um, like I said, six, seven years ago, that's the first place I learned how to buck and rivet and actually hold these tools in my hand. So that's another thing I want to stress: is if you're a novice or if you're well on the way to finishing uh, your vintage restoration, your your rig. Um, Either way, you will benefit from this. And what we want to do is provide a comfortable environment where you're welcome to ask questions. We can do buck and riveting 101, and we can you know, move up to electrical 201. So there's something for everybody, whether you're new at this or if um, you've been at it for a while.
0: Now, this year it's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Is it in the same location every year, or does it move around a bit?
5: It's been in the same location every year at Chanted Trails RV, which is just 10 miles west of Albuquerque. Uh, it's an old Route 66 uh, vintage RV park, and Vicki opens the door, and basically she lets us take over her whole resort for the weekend. And we set up tents so we can work outside. We take over all of her, her kitchen areas and our classrooms. Um, so she really lets us um, have the run of her resort for the weekend, and we really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, that's great news so the major cons- con- the major sponsors rather are area 63 productions and vintage trailer supply at vintagetrailersupply.com um and the the vap actually i i donated a couple of uh, copies of restoring a dream and actually i, I You know how vain I am. I went ahead and autographed those. (laughs) uh, Well,
5: you you probably would have benefited from attending our academy, Tim. I bet you will learn some things. I'm uh, I'm sure. we'll have you in and teach a seminar one of these times. But you're right. Area 63 Productions, one of the nation's premier restoration companies. Uwe gives of his time and talent, and he's uh, spectacular. He's turned out some real beauties. And we welcome this year Steve with Vintage Trailer Supply. Who doesn't know that name? If you're a hobbyist, if you've been restoring a vintage trailer, everybody knows Steve at Vintage Trailer Supply. So we certainly welcome him as a new major sponsor this year.
0: Yeah, that's great. Couldn't, couldn't have a couple of better guys to, uh, to be sponsors. So you can find out more at VintageTrailerAcademy.com. And the dates, again, are uh, May 2nd through May 5th. 2013 at the Enchanted Trails RV Park in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I'm guessing we can send folks over to VintageTrailerAcademy.com to uh, go ahead and register for the event?
5: Absolutely. We're all electronic this year. You can go on. Uh, There's a couple of hotels local that we suggest. There's classes that are scheduled, all of our partners. And an overview, um, again, I want to stress novice or professional, we have people that come in that don't, have never held a tool in their hands. We have father-daughter teams that come in, and they're returning. Um, it's just a really fun atmosphere, comfortable, where all questions are answered. And you walk away after the weekend with a network of friends that are doing the same thing you are, and many come back year after year. So um, we're hoping to see a lot of more new faces this year, and I'm sure we'll see some of uh, returning
0: attendees. I'm sure you will and I and you know I might even say that if even if you're not planning on doing your own restoration it's it's be a good place to go to learn what it takes to do one so that if you're working with somebody like Uwe at Area 63 Productions you'll know what's involved in the work that you're having done so it, it's just a good idea all the way around Absolutely all right, unless you have anything else to add, I think as long as we send folks to VintageTrailerAcademy.com, they can find out all the information they need, and um, I wish you guys well.
5: Okay, thank you. You know, I do want to plug because there's a, the group of people that have really been putting their heart and soul into this. Ken Johansson. it's really his creative genius that started this years ago, um, so we definitely give him um, a standing ovation. Of course, myself, Suzanne Duke is excellent. Uh, again, we're wel- welcoming Steve with Vintage Trailer, and Jim Polk and Udi Salwinder. So these are the people that really make it happen. So we look forward to seeing everybody in Elderkerry.
0: Oh, I think it's going to be a great time. Thanks for being on.
5: Thank you, Tim.
4: Young,
3: have fun, taste the vap.